Blog Talk Hello. Radio. Good evening and blessings and welcome to another installment of the Gist of Freedom and State. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author Leslie Gist and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people past and present, black and white, who with faith and focus are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Hello, this is Leslie Gist from the Gist of Freedom. You are now uh, listening to a live show with a very important uh, guest. Uh, This guest, her name is Jennifer Nelson. She's from a historical town uh, known as Bully. Oklahoma. We have Jennifer on the line. Jennifer, I'm just telling the audience that I'm reading a little bit about your historically black town. All right. Did you know there was a bank bank robbery in um, Bowie? Sure. The, the Most of the story about uh, the Pretty Boy Floyd event. Right, right. Yes. Is that what you want me to read? Yes. Okay. Sure. On November, on November 23rd, 1932, Three members of Charles A. Pretty Boy Floyd's Depression-era gang made the worst mistake of their lives. They tried to rob the state's first nationally chartered black-owned bank, Farmers and Merchants Bank in Bowley, Oklahoma, an all-black town of proud walking pioneers. Up to that point, the Floyd gang had been robbing an average of a bank a week, usually without any resistance. But Bowley's Bank was the state's first nationally chartered black-owned bank, and residents had vowed it would never be robbed. As the gang would soon discover, folks in Bowley meant what they said. One of the largest and most successful black towns in the country, Bowley was established in 1904 in the old Indian Territory. Gangster Floyd had warned his gang members against robbing the Bowley Bank because the people of Bowley all had guns, knew how to shoot them, and weren't afraid to use them. They didn't heed Floyd's warning, and Birdwell, armed with a 45 caliber pistol, and Patterson, armed with a shotgun, burst into the bank early that morning. Birdwell, always the speaker in the gang's gang's bank robberies announced that they were robbing the bank and warned, don't pull no alarm. The bank's courageous bookkeeper, McCormick, saw the robbers enter. He slipped into the bank's vault, retrieved the rifle kept there just for bank robbers, and aimed it at Birdwell, who was scooping up cash. At the same time, the bank's president, D.J. Turner, who was also a drugstore operator and co-partner in the town's one real estate business, was on duty. He loved Bowley and was determined to defend it. Mr. Turner, knowing the bank's new community alarm would go off inside five linked businesses the moment he pulled the last dollar from the cash box, he handed over the bank's cash to the robbers. When the alarm began wailing, Birdwell hollered, Did you pull that alarm? Sure I did, Turner said with indignation. Gangster Birdwell responded with a gunshot and Turner fell mortally wounded to the floor. McCormick, in turn, shot the second gang member, Birdwell, to death. 
As the robbers attempted to flee the bank, they were met by a rain of bullets from the black vigilantes. Patterson, Peter, Patterson fell wounded. Hearing McCormick's gunfire, Charles Glass, the gang's new black recruit, rushed into the bank, picked up the $600, and ran to the getaway car. He was fatally shot as he tried to drive away. Gangster C.C. Patterson was hospitalized with two serious gunshot wounds and a body riddled with bunk buckshot. He was later jailed. Wiser than his lieutenant, pretty boy Floyd refused to participate in his gang's attempt to rob Bowie. And then the excerpts were taken from Mrs. Betty Duramis' Facebook post. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You sound like an expert. Have you done this before? I work in the theater. <laughs> I'm so glad I follow my instincts. That was awesome. Oh, well, thank That's you. That's a classic. And uh, I have your pictures that you shared on Facebook. So um, let's talk a little bit about those photos, and then we'll uh, wrap up the show. How about that? Certainly, whatever you'd like. Okay. Um, the, the pictures are pictures. With... You ready? I'm ready. The, the two pictures I, the two pictures I posted. Um, were taken, I, I, actually I'm not sure who took them, they might have been taken by my mother, um, but they show her father and her younger brother Rufus um, standing outside, you can't see the house at all, so they're standing somewhere out in the farm, and then the second picture is um, her mother and father, the Mitchells, and standing in the same place, and the, and those are I believe the only two pictures that we have of him, uh, who was the one who, who went out and got the land and, and uh, founded the, the family, put the family in Bowling. So those pictures, I, I think, were dated from the early 30s, as far as I know. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually, I don't know if I've even actually been there. I just know of it from my mother's stories. The, the, our family lore has it that her father... Uh, John Mitchell um, was one of the first kind of homesteaders when the land was made available at the end of the 19th century. Um, he had courted my grandmother, my mother's mother, uh, in Kentucky. And uh, he went out there and got some land and got established and came back and got her. And then they moved together to Oklahoma and they stayed there together until his death in 1946. Um, so my mother grew up there, and I heard lots of stories from her about her childhood in Bowley, going to school in Bowley, and the churches, et cetera. Uh, and she also had a, a brother, a younger brother, who also grew up there. Um, so between the two of them, I heard a lot of stories as a child, but I never lived there. My my mother, uh, after her teen years, uh, went away to college and never went back to live there again. And um, she saw her father, um, she just, uh, you know, just before he died in 1946. Again, I think that she may have gone back to visit, but by then, most of the people that she knew and had grown up with had left. Um, in, in the period, I don't know when it started exactly, but in the Dust Bowl era in there, when... And after the depression, a lot of the farmers left the area because they uh, were having trouble with their crops, and then they were having trouble selling what they made. And, and there was a big exodus of people from Bowling to uh, Southern California, 
as I understood it. And she reconnected later with some friends from her childhood who were living in California. Um, but that's kind of my 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 contact with the story is more from hearing her stories as opposed to my having any, you know, uh, personal experience of bowling. Mm-hmm. Have, do you have a uh, desire to go back to bowling or to go to bowling? We would like to go back. I, uh, my sister has been back. I have an older sister, and she's been there. And I think uh, my uncle, Sam, and the other Mitchells, the, my mother's name was Johnny Mitchell and then Nelson, and, and her brother was Rufus Mitchell. And he went back because he's, he um, lived in Ohio, which is a little closer than where my family was most of the time. And so he went back, and I believe it's through his family's doing that there is a, a, a cemetery marker for our uh, for John Mitchell, my grandfather, in the in the Bowley Cemetery. Um, and I looked it up again to see if I remembered it correctly, and and it is indeed there, and it's clearly a a more recent uh, headstone than what would have been there if had it been placed there in the 40s. So I think he kept up with uh, with it more than my mother did. And your family business primarily was the business your family was, was in? Sorry, say again? I think you said your family was your I family think... on the farm. My, yeah, my mother's family, which was were farmers, yes. But her mother, um, who who married John Mitchell, who was the land owner, her mother had come from Kentucky, and she was from another interesting historical family from Hickman, Kentucky. Um, they were um, all all of her siblings, or all but one of her siblings, were college educated, and they went on mostly to be educators themselves. And um, so my grandmother, who was living there in Bowley, was the school teacher a number of times. I think she taught in that boys' correctional facility that was there, and in the in the uh, Indian schools that were there. And for a while, she was working in a, a place that was far enough from them that they had to board her at the school when my mother was a little girl. Um, so you know, we're, our our family was all over the the bully, uh, not just the the town proper, but all over you know the community involved in various things. Now you mentioned uh, Native Americans. Could you explain to us how the Native Native Americans are connected to Bowley? Well, yes, I um, as in your article. The, um, there were a lot of Native Americans who were there. Some of them had been moved there after that exodus, the forced exodus from the uh, southeast, and um, were living there and mostly Are you in great the poverty. And then, yes. No, the exodus you uh, referred to is that the trail mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't mean to interrupt, but yeah. I, I'm an educator, and mm-hmm. um, when we drop names, I can't help but to, you know, pause and, Explain a little bit about <laughs> the name, so I apologize for thinking. So you were saying oh, no that they're part I, of the, the, Yeah, there was a this was a pretty significant uh, Native American population in the. I don't know if it was a county exactly or what the how the jurisdiction was drawn, and uh, then there was a. I think it was the the government put a made a school for the the children 
of the Native Americans there, and it was a boarding school, and my grandmother was one of the teachers at the school for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really the extent of what I know about it, to, you know, because mm-hmm. as I said, I know all of these from the stories my mother would tell, and uh, that's mm-hmm. been a while already, too. Yeah, Oklahoma is also important in history because of the Tulsa riots and um, Black Wall Street. And it sounds like Bowie was uh, the sister down to Black Wall Street. How close is Bowie to Tulsa, if you know? I don't really know, but it couldn't be less than 100 miles. It's not like a, you know, it's it's a bit of a ride. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, now, my grandfather, although, you know, they were there, they were in Bowie, they were Bowie residents. They stayed there until he died. Um, Mm -hmm. But he was a farmer. He was not involved deeply in the the uh, financial world that was going on in, in the, the proper the town proper. He, they lived somewhere, I don't really know, but we, my mother tried to find it once and the, the house had been torn down and without the house there is, and, and the other houses is um, landmarks. She, the, the one time I can remember us driving through there, she couldn't find for certain where the land was, where they had grown where she had grown up, which was kind of disturbing to her that, you know, it's like their their family has been kind of erased in a way without the house, but except for the memories and the cemetery. Wow. Is the property still part of the family? Does the family still own the no, property? No, it's not. No. Um, and I don't even, I'm not sure why, what happened. I know they stayed there, as I said, till my grandfather died. And then his widow, my grandmother, uh, moved away from Oklahoma and um, never went back to live there. She she went to, by this time, my her son, my uncle, was living in Ohio, and she lived for a while in Ohio, and then she went back to her home in Kentucky. Another little, um, very interesting um, black town, not exclusively black, but a little bit in, very interesting uh, African-American history, Hickman, Kentucky, was where she her family was, and she went back there for a while, and um, none of my immediate family ever went back to reside in Bowie. All right. Any closing comments you want to make? Uh, only that I'm just so happy that that you that you do this whole your your whole uh, blog that you do and and preserving these great stories, and it, I read it regularly, and which is how I happen to see the the uh, story about bowling on and I was absolutely delighted because so few people know anything about bowling and and yet it was a really important moment in our history in the country of, of the, that black town and uh, and it actually does still exist it's it's not all African American anymore as I understand it but there's a there uh, there's at least one building that's been preserved as a national historical monument and there used to be a big parade every year that um I know I had cousins or something, people who went to it. I never got got out there for it. But uh, thank you for recognizing Bowley and for the, the history that my family had a little hand in. That that made me just really delighted to see that acknowledged. Well, I'm so honored and pleased that you accepted my invitation and that you shared your pictures on my timeline. Um, like I said, it's, it's, it's an honor 
And I, I really encourage anyone that's listening to do the same. You can visit my Facebook page at Leslie, that's spelled L-E-S-L-E-Y, Gist, G-I-S, as in Sam, T as in Tom. Uh, please uh, share all your family history because if we don't tell them, nobody will, and we can't leave it up to that's um, right. the schools to tell it. We can't leave it up to anyone else. It's our responsibility. We want our stories to be told. We have to do it, and we have to keep searching and digging and saving all our artifacts. That's the only way our legacy is going to be continued to be shared. So I thank you for sharing your pictures and coming on the show, and um, it's truly an honor again. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, and you will hear your reading on Facebook. I'm, I know exactly how I'm going to share it, and I'm excited about it. So you're going to be shared in more ways than one. All right, Nelson? Aw, great. All right. You have a, Thank you you have a good night. All righty. Bye-bye. And you too. Good night.